This is Anna from the Pop Prison Power Podcast, and this is the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 288 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I'm here. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) And the expert, Mr. Marquis Markellis Riggins. I like to thank the Academy. I want to thank God, thank my publicist, thank everyone that voted for me. This is the best honor. Thank you very much. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got a little bit of news to talk about, and then we're going to jump right into a full review of Birds of Prey and the, I don't know, something about Harley Quinn. <laughs> but before we get into all of that, how is everyone doing? Marcellus Reagans, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. That's it. I watched a lot of movies, watched the awards. It was fun. I uh, got to compete against uh, some of um, some people that were joined up with the uh, Countdown podcast. They were doing like a little uh, Oscars drawing. Shit, I, forgot. I meant to get the guy's name. I forgot his name. It's Mike. Uh, but he put the whole thing together and I got to compete in that. And it was fun. I came in third, I think. Last nope. time I checked, I'm not sure. I know Paul was in there. I don't think Wayne... Uh, participated, but uh, shout out to the Countdown Movie and TV podcast for uh, putting that together. That's pretty cool. Awesome. Definitely one of my favorite podcasts. Aubrey, what's going on? I exist. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it. Are you sure? Yep. <laughs> Barely. Barely. Maybe you died and this is purgatory. You have to record a podcast every week for the rest of your life. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this is purgatory if you were editing that would be hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's something and Joey how are you doing oh I, I'm great I am great I just had my birthday this past weekend oh that's right happy birthday Yay. Uh, I don't care it doesn't really once you're past a certain age you don't care anymore <laughs> so Doug? it was just a day um I worked at my second job, and then I came home. Uh, my wife made me a whole bunch of buffalo wings. Oh, shit. You must have been in your glory. <laughs> I know. And then me and like the kids and Jen like, housed them. There was like a gigantic pile, and we were just like, oh, no, <laughs> and I ate so much. And uh, then Jen gave me a Jedi Fallen Order for PlayStation 4. Nice. Which I haven't even had a chance to play yet, but I will be eventually this week. Then me and my daughter went and saw Birds of Prey. And I didn't sleep at all yet. <laughs> so when we got home from Birds of Prey, I'm like, I'm going to watch the Oscars. And I laid down in bed and went. <sighs> and next thing I knew, it was like 630 in the morning. So so that was my exciting birthday was eating chicken wings and going to the movies. But enough about us. Let's talk about us. Mark Ellis wants to tell the listeners where they can find some more. So Wizard Podcast. All right, so everybody can go to soulwizardpodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. 
movie reviews from yours truly, Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, you'll find our merchandise there. You can purchase some of our So Wizard t-shirts and sweatshirts. Look good while you're representing the show. Uh, another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. Click on the Amazon logo, do your shopping, receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our little podcast. Or you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review while you are there. You can also find us on the Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone. We're on Podbean. We're on Google Play Music. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Pandora. Uh, we have a YouTube page, videos being uh, uploaded constantly. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com backslash so was your podcast. Support the show monthly and receive bonus content. A uh, shout out to all of the other podcasts in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. Academy Awards last night were absolutely terrible. Boring, ugly sets, everything. I have the perfect host for next year, me. <laughs> wow, that's timely. All right, great. Well, Markellis, it's been a few weeks, but I guess it's time to talk about some news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in nerdy news, uh, I don't know if you guys are fans of Ryan Johnson's Knives Out, but uh, apparently we're getting a sequel to that. Yes, Foghorn Leghorn will return to solve another case. I mean, Daniel Craig will return to solve a, a, another case, uh, talking about donuts and the inside of donuts. Uh, this will not feature, supposedly not feature, uh, the family from the first movie, just a whole different group of people. Uh, I like Knives Out. I didn't love it. I don't really need a sequel, but uh, if Anna Darmus is back, then uh, take my money. I'm ready. Uh, what do you guys think of a Knives Out sequel? Let's start with Aubrey. Um, I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it wasn't like the best movie in the entire world, so it's nothing that I'm like dying to see. So, I mean, I could take it or leave it. It wasn't horrible. It didn't really make any sense, but it's okay. It's interesting, so... I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. Joey, how about you, man? What? You guys, neither of you guys really liked it that much? I liked it, but I didn't like, I don't, I'm not rushing to buy it on DVD or anything. Yeah, like I'll watch it if it's on FX Saturdays, but I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to like buy it at all. And I'm not mm -hmm. super excited and awaiting its arrival to Blu-ray. Didn't both of you guys really like X-Men Apocalypse? Uh, I'm not going to comment on that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> um, I actually really liked Knives Out quite a bit. Um, so I would be very excited to see this movie. Um, though I don't know, like you said, Mark, without Anna D.R. Moss in it, I don't know if I'd be as excited. <laughs> right. So maybe there's some other extremely attractive uh, actress they could cast in the lead role, but. Uh, yeah, the, I, I really liked it. I guess you guys didn't like it as much as me, but uh, I'm all in on a sequel. So bring it back. Give me Daniel Craig and his crazy accent. Yeah, it's not a bad movie. It's just, you know, I saw it once and I'm good. I don't need to dive back into the Knives Out cinematic universe. I do. <laughs> all right. So then next, uh, 
Aubrey, you can sit this one out. Well, we got a trailer for a new movie called Spiral. Chris Rock, Samuel L. Jackson, Spiral from the Book of Saw. Yep, that's right. Another Saw movie is coming out. I don't know. This one, I can't remember the last Saw movie that I actually remember seeing. I think Donnie Wahlberg was in one of them. And that's the last one that I saw. But for some reason, this is a franchise that will not die. You know, if we can get nine Fast and the Furious movies, why not 13 Saw movies? Uh, so, yeah, it's called Spiral. It has a cool visual style to it. It's from the director of Saw 2, 3, and 4. So, psst, you know, we got that going for it. Uh, what did you think of Spiral, Joey? Um, I saw the trailer online, and then I saw it again in front of Birds of Prey when I went to the movies a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I've never seen a Saw movie, like period. None? Not even the first one? No. Holy not shit. even the first one. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested in this strictly because of Chris Rock's involvement. I think, like, the only reason this exists is because he wanted to make a Saw movie. Yeah. So he must have a really good idea, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. An actor having an idea to make a really good movie and producers, like, agreeing to it. Yeah. What can go wrong? We're going to put a pin in that and talk about that later on today. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, that that's where my interest lies, is is someone that was a fan of the franchise saying, hey, I have a really cool idea for a movie and I have Paul as an actor, so let's make this. Um, other than that, like, you know, this could be Saw number 475 and I wouldn't care. So uh, we'll see. I'm just not into like extreme gore. So that's not my thing. So right. that's just why I wasn't into Saw. Well, there's some cleverness to it, especially the first one. And I think the second one. And then it's kind of a blur after that. Uh, Aubrey, you haven't seen any of the Saw movies, right? Uh, I think I saw part of the first one when it first came out. Yeah. Or no, I did see the first one, the full first one. Um, and I was like, yeah, this is a big bag of nope. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched any since. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Not about that Saw life. Yeah, I could not escape Saw. They used to always release those on Halloween or right around October. And then they would always hit DVD like right around Valentine's Day. It was weird. It was weird. Every Valentine's at Blockbuster was like a Saw Valentine. Um, I will check it out because visually it looks really cool. Um, And I think Chris Rock is, I think Jordan Peele and uh, Donald Glover beat him to the, uh, the true artist mode. Like, they're both comedians, but you you could take them seriously as artists. Chris Rock hasn't gotten to that point yet, despite his lack of trying. So anything that he's going to do between making a Saw movie with putting Samuel Jackson in it and being on a new season of Fargo, Chris Rock is destined to just blow it out of the park at, at something. Um, so hope, maybe this will be it. Maybe he'll redefine the genre. He gets uh, a pass for life for CB4. So. <laughs> true. True. Uh, black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. I'm blickety black, blacker than black, black. All right, so uh, so then another quick thing. We, we actually talked about this probably like a year ago. Uh, they were going to make a sequel to The Rocketeer, Disney's Rocketeer back in, God, it must have been like 91. It was like right when the comic book uh, Golden Age was kicking off right after uh, Batman, Batman 89. The, that one is a classic. Bill Campbell, Jennifer Connelly. 
just a nice, fun adventure movie. Uh, they've been threatening to make another one for a while. I think about a year ago we talked about them coming up with another idea for it, and it looks like this one might happen on Disney+, Plus, which I think is a, a perfect place for it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm psyched to see it. Uh, J.D. Dillard, who did a movie called Slight, that was kind of like a... Uh, a kid who was like a street magician, a street magician, and uh, fooled around with some like sci-fi, uh, like Iron Man type stuff, and it was almost a comic book movie. Not, it didn't quite, quite work, but it almost worked. Uh, but he has a really good visual style, so I'll be really. He threw his hat into the ring to to do the Rocketeer movie. Uh, he's also one of the stormtroopers in uh, Rise of Skywalker, which is pretty funny. But uh, yeah, I'm psyched to see a Rocketeer sequel. I hope he gets to do it. Aubrey. Did you have you ever watched The Rocketeer? I know this is kind of a loaded I question. I haven't. Yeah, so <laughs> I have no real idea. It's a guy that straps a rocket to his back and flies and becomes a hero. Doesn't that sound uh, cool? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's really boring. <laughs> probably it would be more interesting if I saw it as a kid. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. Well, this time it won't be a guy to be a young girl, young African American girl, is what they were talking about like a year ago. Um, Joey, the Rocketeer Two. Is this something you are excited about? I don't remember what you said last year. Um, well, the first one is in my top ten comic book movies of all time. Wow! <laughs> I absolutely love that movie. <laughs> it's so good. But uh, I'm sure you guys would hate hate it probably. <laughs> so. No, I love that movie. I, I I was actually working in the movie theaters when it came out. I used to stare at that poster all the time. Oh, that was a good poster. Oh, it's such a good movie. Aubrey, you'd probably hate it if you watched it just because it just it's hard to walk into something like that now and be like, oh, yeah, that's great versus like nostalgia for us. So. Yep. But yeah, um, I don't know. I don't I mean, like, what are they going to do with it? Because there's a Disney Junior uh, Rocketeer cartoon right now, which is terrible. So. <laughs> I really is it. Does do they wear like the helmet and the backpack and all of that? Yeah, it's like a little girl is the Rocketeer. Oh, shit, they already... It's like a like a Dora type cartoon. Oh, so they it's already like did for, it then. It's for like really little kids. <laughs> um, so fuck that shit. But uh, yeah, this would be amazing. I just I, I don't like part of the love of the first movie was how well it captured that era. Yeah. So I don't know like how that works if you're like, oh, uh, some girl in modern times finds it, finds a rocket pack in like a dumpster or something like I, I don't know how that works, but it's fine. If it can keep the same like earnest, like fun vibe to it, then I'll be all in. But mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very I've always wanted a Rocketeer sequel, but I'm very cautious about it because what if it's terrible? Yeah, I think we'll probably wait and see how uh, Ghostbusters does. Young girl finds a proton pack and goes out and uh, tries to live up to uh, another hero's adventure. So it sounds familiar. Uh, but And it's on Disney Plus, hopefully. So uh, Disney Plus needs everything that could, it can get its hands on. Because, uh, you know, what else is there besides the Mandalorian and uh, the Imagineers? Uh, they have a new dream Disney dream wedding reality show starting up soon. Oh, man. Oh, shit. I'm ready for that. Oh, good lord. That's going to be my new guilty pleasure. <laughs> Can't wait to see that hot mess. All right. So then uh, in probably some of the biggest news that came out last week, uh, we were talking before about Scott Derrickson not being on the Doctor Strange 2 movie anymore. Uh, he left for creative differences. He's staying on as executive producer. Uh, he already wrote the script, but he's, he will not be directing it. Uh, they did kind of hint it's not 
set in stone yet, but it, it's pretty close, that the new director of Doctor Strange Part 2 is Sam Raimi. Uh, this would be him coming back into the Marvel Universe. And, uh, you know, Kevin Feige did work on those original Spider-Man movies, or at least the first one. So, you know, they do have a good working relationship. Sam Raimi directing a Marvel horror comic book movie seems like a slam dunk. I can't see. I don't think there's anything wrong with this at all. So hopefully it all works out. Hopefully they sign a contract and uh, and he gets to do it. Uh, I think it's a match made in heaven. Uh, Aubrey, how do you feel about Sam Raimi doing a Doctor Strange movie? I'll take it. No, you're a big Sam Raimi fan? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey, do you, do you know who Sam Raimi is? <laughs> He's, um, what's his face? Dude with the machine, machine uh, chainsaw yes. arm or whatever. Yeah, That's right. You got it. You got it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how it's going to work out, but okay. All right, cool, cool. Joy, how about you, dude? Uh, yes, hell yes. All over my face, please. <laughs> hey, what do we have to do to make this locomotive go faster? That's right, you know. Um, well, I mean, the guy already gets a pass for life after making Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, Spider-Man 1, and Spider-Man 2. So uh, he could do whatever he wants. I actually like Drag Me to Hell a lot, too. Yeah, yeah, me too. But... Oz the Great and Powerful was really terrible. <laughs> We're just gonna just gonna forget that ever happened, right? So it scares me. Like that was his last movie. That, that kind of scares me. But um, yeah, dude, seriously, this would be this is it's such a great idea. I don't know how it didn't happen earlier. Um, and if they're gonna be jumping through multiverses, there could be a lot of funny ass stuff that they do. Um, we could get a Tobey Maguire uh, cameo. So. Yeah, or James Franco. We're definitely gonna get Bruce Campbell. That's a that's a must. Yeah, and hopefully, unlike Morbius, they won't just ruin it in the trailer. So, <laughs> God, I'm trying to think. There was some movie that he did. I know, like there was a while where he was bouncing in between like horror movies and trying to do like his, you know, like traditional like Hollywood filmmaker movies. He did um, for the love of the game with uh, Kevin Costner. I remember that one being really good. But he did another movie, and I can't remember the name of it. It was with Kate Blanchett and Katie Holmes and Greg Kinnear. And Keanu Reeves played a complete asshole and was completely believable. Do you remember that movie, Joey? No. I don't even know what you're talking about. Fuck. To the internet. I'll I'll find it. It's uh, The Gift. That's what it was. Okay. Isn't Katie Holmes uh, topless in that? Yeah, see, I was going to lead with that, but I was hoping I could do it the nice way. Uh, no, well, then, if you led with that, Joey would have known who it was. I know, and <laughs> right, I was trying to right. not be an asshole about it and try to go about it the filmmaker way, but no. Thanks for proving my point, Joey. Yes, the movie that what's, Katie Holmes took her top uh, off. When I when I went to see Birds of Prey, did you guys see the trailer for The Boy too? Yes. What no. was scarier, The Boy or how old <laughs> Katie Holmes looks? Leave her alone. Leave her alone. Tom, Tom Cruise sucked out her life force. <laughs> Playing the role of Katie Holmes, a skeleton. <laughs> Sorry, you make it then. Uh, yeah, so he did a movie called A Gift that was uh, really, really good too. So it's he has the talent to to do not just the comic book movies, but do some serious movies too, or movies that are not completely uh, fantasy based. So him doing Doctor Strange, I think, is a match made in heaven. Sign me up. I'm ready for it. Kevin Feige, please make that happen. I think if places like Variety are reporting it, it's pretty damn close to happening. It's not like this is like some shitty blog or Twitter posts. So. Yeah. Also, uh, even though Scott Derrickson did write the script, the uh, showrunner of Loki 
is doing a rewrite of the script. So we know Kevin Feige is definitely like, well, this is an Ant-Man situation all over again, where Kevin Feige is definitely steering it in a direction that he wants it to go. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Oh, and then last, the last bit of news. Um, I don't know how, I don't know if anyone else is going to care about this, but the Academy Awards uh, was this week, and uh, surprisingly, the best picture of the year was Parasite. Joey, I know you were talking about this like all year. Did you ever wind up seeing it? No, you still haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> last night, we uh, when we came home from Birds of Prey, we were like, my daughter didn't have school today. Well, she had a half day, so we let her stay home, um, and. My wife had gone to bed already, so the TV was free, mm-hmm. and we were both like, oh, maybe we should watch Parasite finally, and then we were both like, <laughs> so <laughs> we went to bed instead of watching Parasite, but I will very soon. I really want to see it. I've loved um, all of his other movies. So uh, I've seen it twice already. Um, got to see. I actually got to see it on the big screen, which I didn't think I was going to get to do this year, but in some news that came out last summer that I didn't give a shit about then, but now it suddenly means something. They are making a Parasite TV show. Uh, HBO is doing it. Uh, So it will be with the uh, original director. He's going to be executive producing it. uh, And someone else is going to be overseeing it with him. Um, It will be a long form show. I would imagine it's going to be like Watchmen. And they're trying to get Mark Ruffalo in it somehow. Uh, But since you guys haven't seen it, you guys probably wouldn't care about there being a TV show. Is that right? Well, I, I care. <laughs> I care because it would probably be cool, but I, I, I still haven't like read anything about the movie. Good. Like, don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying desperately not to spoil it because I've heard it's to not do that. So I just know like the very, very, very basic premise uh, about I think it's like uh, one family or like servants that work for another family. Kind of, <laughs> or something like that, and that's, something that's like all. That, I, yeah. That's literally all I know about the movie. So, like, I, I don't know. I can't get excited about this because I don't know what the fuck it's about. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, if you are listening to the show and you have seen Parasite, uh, supposedly there will be a HBO show coming out, uh, and preferably, and hopefully with Mark Ruffalo being attached to it. So that would be really cool. Uh, I would be really psyched to see that. Um, and that's it. That is all I got for the news. All right. Well, I just want to add that last night, Scarlett Johansson got robbed. She should have won two Oscars last night. <laughs> you pissed off. She got nom- she got nominated for two Oscars, and she's going to be Black Widow. She's fine. She's um, fine. If she needs to be consoled, I, I, I volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with our review of Birds of Prey. Hello to all you listeners out there. My name is Who Will, and I want to tell you about my show, The Humbly Blunt Podcast, with my co-host, Mr. KJ Smooth. I want you to check us out. We're on iTunes and Spotify at The Humbly Blunt Podcast. All of our social media handles is just that Humbly Blunt. And it's not that type of blunt, people. None of us smoke. But we're going to give you some insight about how we do business. We're going to have fun. We do drafts. We talk crap. That's all we do all day. So check us out, the Humbly Blunt Podcast. Take care. All right, and we are back. All right, guys, it is time to review the newest movie. It is time, Mark. It's time to go back. We have to go back. Back to the DCEU, finally, to review Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. So we're going to do, as always, some non-spoiler impressions. And we'll play the spoiler sound drop and spoil the movie. If you've seen it, you can continue on with us. If not, you'll at least know what we thought. 
What did you think of Birds of Prey, Aubrey? This movie was trash. <laughs> Markellis. I have mixed feelings of it. Some of it I liked. Some of it I did not like. So on a whole, I'm going to say I did not like it. I thought it was fucking awful. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I thought this movie sucked balls. Well, to be fair, I was the only one out of the three of us that was actually re- legitimately excited for it or thought it had potential to be good. So, uh, yeah, Joey yeah. was just excited about um, <laughs> Margot Robbie and short shorts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they um, took her out of the hot pants and they put her in like dumpy, like mom jeans shorts. Yeah, that's like that right there is a microcosm of this movie. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Thank We're, you, everybody. Good night. <laughs> Where is Zack Snyder at? Bring him back. <laughs> um, anyone have any non-spoiler things they want to say other than the movie sucked, uh, Aubrey? Not really. The movie sucked. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people do like this movie, uh, and it, it you because know, they're really holding on to DC doing something right, and they're just wrong. No, no. There is a lot. There's a lot to like in this movie. It has like some good ingredients in there. Um, I just don't think as a whole. It worked. And when, when Ico to Rain Man doesn't like it, that's when you know something is really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Markellis? Any non-spoiler thoughts? Yeah, I would say go see it. Uh, you know, if you if you just want to see a fun comic book movie that's a little bit leaning towards a cartoon, but still rated R, uh, yeah, check it out. You know, you're, you're, you need something to tide you over until Black Widow comes out in a couple of months. All right, we're going to get into spoilers, so we're going to play a sound drop, and after the sound drop, we will be spoiling Birds of Prey. Spoiler alert, I had seen the future, and I had to prevent it. (laughs) All right, what did you like about the movie? Aubrey, I know you didn't like the movie, but were there anything that you liked in this film? No. Not a single thing? Not a single thing. (laughs) I thought the whole thing was trash. Wait a minute, you saw the movie, right? There's got to be one thing in there. No. About wow. one thing that you like. The credits. Yeah. The soundtrack. The credits, yeah. Because <laughs> it was over. Yeah. <laughs> you could leave. It's angry going into seeing this in the first place. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, all right. We'll save your thoughts. We'll get back to you in a second. Uh, Markellis, anything that you liked about the movie? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff I actually really, really liked about it. I loved all of the performances. I thought... Uh, Journey Smollett as uh, Black Canary was awesome. I thought... You thought it was awesome how she spent the whole movie just eavesdropping on things and not doing anything? Yeah. Okay. I, was probably, I mean, she, she kicked ass in a couple of scenes, and when she kicked ass, she kicked ass. And she looked hot doing it. I'm totally fine with that. Totally fine with that. I love Huntress. I know... I know she's... What, what did you love about her? She didn't do anything. She's the oh. official soft six of... Uh, <laughs> I'm so was her podcast. I loved I loved her story and I love how incredibly awkward she was at being a hero towards the end of the movie. I fucking loved that character so much. I know this movie isn't doing well, but God, I want another one just so I can get more Huntress. Um, and I really like Margot Robbie. I thought she completely sold it as Harley Quinn. I didn't have any problems with her character at all or her performance at all. Um, I liked the action scenes. Uh, I thought the fight scenes were actually pretty brutal, and I don't know some of the jokes were actually pretty funny when she was uh, when she was um, paralyzed 
and she was starting to get movement back and she was like stabbing a guy with the little movement that she had. I thought that, that cracked me up. I thought that was really, really funny. So yeah, I liked all the performances. I liked the direction. I liked the uh, violence. I liked the action scenes. Uh, and I liked the soundtrack. That's what I liked. Hmm. Sounds like you liked the movie. I liked a lot of the ingredients inside of the movie. <laughs> all right. Well, um, things I liked about the movie. All right, so let's go to <laughs> no <laughs> things I liked about the movie. Let's see. Um, I will echo the I thought the action scenes were awesome. Um, the one where she goes into the police station with the uh, like I don't even know what kind of gun that was like a shotgun that shot like canisters of like paint, like the beanbag or yeah, the confetti right. shotgun. Yeah, I thought that whole scene was awesome. <laughs> Really? Yeah, it's just like, why is the rest of the movie not like this? <laughs> and then I looked it up when I got home, and it turns out that they brought in the director of the first John Wick and had him reshoot all the action scenes. Oh, no way. Is that true? That is true. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> now that makes complete sense. Because a lot of times it felt like a completely different movie <laughs> when the action scenes would kick in. Wow. Because they were awesome. And I was like, where is the rest of this movie? Can I watch the rest of that movie? <laughs> <laughs> I really liked the action scenes, though, every time. Um, I actually did like the Huntress um, in the very few couple minutes she had on screen. Um, like you said, Mark, I thought her being awkward and stuff was really, really funny. But she was probably in the movie for less than five minutes. So like, yep. who, who cares? <laughs> It's like the, by the time you start to get into her as a character, the movie's over. So <laughs> that that's true. That's um, true. But I care. Yeah. Well, oh, I care. I care. I I do love Margot Robbie, <laughs> and I do. I think she just is awesome as Harley Quinn. It's just not in this movie, you know. And that's pretty much the only thing I liked. So uh, let's get into things we didn't like. Aubrey, you must have a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I was seeing a Harley Quinn movie. So, I mean, it, it's not. Where do I begin? <laughs> Start at the top. It, it, it was not my favorite subject matter in the first place uh, because I feel like she is way overhyped. And to watch a movie that's strictly about Harley Quinn and some side people. It's just, it's just not interesting for me. It just makes me angry that we've wasted money creating this pile of crap. There's so many other characters in Batman that could have been great. And Oracle wasn't even in Birds of Prime, which is really confusing. And Harley Quinn, she she's not even a huge part of Birds of Prey from what I remember. And so it's it's aggravating that they even, I feel like they just created this movie because they were like, let's put Margot Robbie in this position again because she got a bunch of hype and everybody wanted to be Harley Quinn and Hot Topic sold a whole bunch of <laughs> crappy clothes. Um, Harley Quinn themed and so did Spencer's and all these other places. And it just, it, it's aggravating for me because there's so many other characters that deserve that spotlight but here we are giving attention to somebody just because they're wearing next to no clothes you are absolutely right that's exactly why this movie exists you're like oh and it makes me angry 
and they, and I think that's why I hate this movie so much. So the the whole thing is just a big bag of no. Yes. Okay. How about you, Mark Ellis? Yeah, that scene that you talked about that you love so much, I just could not wrap my brain around why she has a shotgun that clearly is shooting beanbags, and they all have guns, and no one thinks to pull out their gun. Like, I don't know, it just looked cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That right there is not enough for me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is it's the it's the script. It's the in, the script. I love the animated introduction. I thought that was really cool. Uh, I like the way that they played with time because the movie is fractured because Harley is fractured. I, I understand that. It's not told, you know, like in a normal traditional way. It's supposed to be kind of scattered all over the place. And that's fine, but you still have to remember that there has to be a movie in there. You can make it as scattered and weird and crazy and zany as you want to, but at the end of the day, there still has to be a beginning, a middle, and an end, and credits. It still has to work as a movie. And them jumping back. I feel and, like they were just banking on it being a Harley Quinn movie, and then they were like, "We don't got to worry about the story." But that's <laughs> that's typical DC too. Is that every single movie that they've put out has just been banking on these high profile characters mm-hmm. instead of actually creating a good story? Well, I think that they try to in this one, um, but I think it just got a little bit away from them with the the cutting going back and forth. By the time they got to the the final ones where they restarted the story again from another point of view. I didn't even care. Like I just, I didn't even care. I'm just like, just let's get on with the movie. So yeah, I couldn't, once it got to that scene, as cool as that, all of the action scenes were in that police station, the fact that no cop in Gotham pulled a gun on her just annoyed the shit out of me. The fact that she was able to spend all that time in an evidence room with these biker guys and no cops show up at all. Like that bothered the fuck out of me. And you know, I don't care if there's a cheesy reason for why it happened. Just show me something. Give me a reason of why it happens. She puts a shopping cart filled with food, her and the little girl, and they run out of the supermarket with the shopping cart filled with food. And the next thing, they're carrying bags inside of the grocery. Like, <laughs> I no one saw really her. <laughs> no one saw this lady and this girl run out of the, the store with shopping carts. Like, no one went to stop them at all. And they had time to, like, get plastic bags and, and bag their groceries. The freaking cops are like, or not the cops, but someone is like banging on the door uh, when they catch her, her the little girl, because um, the old Chinese guy sold him out. And then they go to the window and there's a guy out there with a bomb that he throws the bomb inside of the building. The building explodes. The hyena is gone and they survive. But what happened to the people outside the door? Did they die? Were they able to just walk out the door with half the apartment being gone? The next scene, they're just on the street. I'm like, what the fuck happened to everyone else? So shit like that took me right out of the movie and I just couldn't I couldn't get back into it after I saw stuff like that. So that's what I that's what I really didn't like about the movie. Despite liking all of the characters. Well <laughs> I the first thing I didn't like about this movie was that it was called Birds of Prey, but Birds of Prey aren't really in the movie at all. Oh but by the way, there's an update. They actually just renamed the movie. I swear oh, to yeah? God. It's called Harley Quinn Colon Birds of Prey. That's the new name of the movie. They just changed it right now, and I'm not even joking. What are you talking about? Yeah, they just renamed the movie. Warner. If you look at the movie now, if you go and buy a ticket to the movie today, the ticket will say Harley Quinn, colon, Birds of Prey. Nah. I swear to God. it doesn't. It's no longer Birds of Prey and the Fatabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. It still is on Flickster. It just happened. All right. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, I don't understand what the point of having them in the movie was or titling the movie Birds of Prey when they're barely in the movie. Um, as much as I don't like the actress, like I said, I really liked Huntress in the movie, mm-hmm. except she didn't do anything. Literally, all she did was show up, have the same flashback like five times. And like she had like three lines. Well, there's Whoa. a there's a big scene at the the big battle scene at the end of it inside of the funhouse. That's all action. Okay, but why? What was? Why did they even have to have them? Why couldn't it have just been Harley Quinn in a in a fight scene at the end? Like nothing huge happened that required them to be there, except uh, Black Canary uses her powers, which were bare, which were not foreshadowed or and made zero sense within the movie, the established <laughs> world, but. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Like I, I I just felt like those characters got the short shift, and it really sucked. And also, Rosie Perez, like, what was she doing in this movie? Uh, Rosie Perez gets a pass for life just for do the right thing. So to well, put that out there, right? I'm now. not saying I don't like her. I actually I like her a lot. Um, but I just felt like she was just not in the right movie. Yeah, yeah. Here, maybe she's just too old, but she looked like she was not talk about going through the motions like <laughs> she's not just no i don't know what was happening in the movie and it's well I, they didn't write her they didn't write her character well pretty much they didn't write anybody's character well mm-hmm. but it really shows on her <laughs> yeah other than harley quinn like the whole movie the whole like first i want to say like hour and 45 minutes of a two-hour movie is just about harley quinn so like like there nothing to do with birds of prey at all i it was that was really frustrating for me. Um, plus, you know, like I said, the action scenes were great, but the first half of the movie was trying to be Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh god, and the, like because I didn't give a shit about the storyline, so then having to keep going back and retelling the same thing from different viewpoints and stuff. Like, who cares? Like, I don't care. Like, like just think of something really boring, and then having to watch it over and over again. Like, I'm going to work tonight. Now, do you want to see me go to work tonight for my? perspective and then watch it from my coworkers' perspective and then like <laughs> no you don't because you don't give a shit <laughs> like, it, was, it was just very like what and then like the tone was all over the place so like it, it was like dark and then it was violent and then it was a cheese sandwich is flying through the air mm, that sandwich looked good though yeah but like what 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 the fuck was that like what did that have to do with anything because literally like 10 minutes of the movie that could have been cut out right there and nothing nothing would have happened because she had to find her emancipation the only way she could learn that is by losing something and you think it's because she lost the joker but it's not because she lost the joker it's because she lost that fucking delicious sandwich but that's fucking stupid Mark. <laughs> well that that's uh that's the uh the goofy nature of uh her character i i guess but she's not fucking deadpool <laughs> yeah it, you are not lying, dude. She is not Deadpool. <laughs> but like, seriously, like not even in the comics or anything. She's not Deadpool. Like this is. Uh, uh, yeah. And honestly, I don't even think this needed to be rated R. No, no. Especially with the, the goofiness of it. it you could have taken out some of the swearing and recut a little bit of the action. And you didn't need to have her snort cocaine. Deadpool. Yeah. And then. You got a PG-13 movie, you know? So, yeah. Um, what's her name? Cassandra Kane, Stupid. Complete waste of time. I like And her. then, like, we're supposed to, like, care about her, but then the Harley Quinn herself was just going to give her up. 
<laughs> That's true. So, like, who gives because a shit? Because she doesn't care about anybody except for the Joker. That's right. But, well, if she cares about him so much, we don't even see him in the movie. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just this movie was a mess. And not in, like, a, a glorious way. Like, there's, we've seen a couple movies that have been messes, and they've still pulled through on the strength of characters or some, some something in the movie. But this is just a fucking mess, and it's not fun to watch. Was there anything after the credits? We just I just left afterward. Uh, it yeah, was, I don't even know. It, it was just her, uh, just a voiceover of her saying, "You want to know a secret about Batman?" No, and then it kind of it kind of cuts out. No. What about? Is she um, gonna tell everybody his mother's name's Martha? <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you say that name? <laughs> what did you guys think of Ewan McGregor in this movie, Aubrey? Um. I was really sad that he was in this movie. <laughs> Why he would choose to be in this movie is beyond me. Uh, I think he's dating the Huntress. Is he really? Oh, they were on Fargo. Yeah, it's all started. It all it's all connected. Obi Wan TV show delayed. Doctor Sleep and Birds of Prey are bombs, and now he's dating a soft six. <laughs> he's he's Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> he's going down. <laughs> Mark Ellis, what did you think of Ewan McGregor in the movie? Uh, I liked him. I liked about three quarters of his performance. Uh, and then when you get to the end, when he's actually Black Mask, I just didn't care. I didn't care at all. It, the more it went on, the more that I started to not like him. You know, and, and something else I actually didn't like about this movie there. And I understand it's. You know, it's a comic book movie. It's for girls. It's for women to feel empowered and enjoy seeing. Women, you know, kick ass and do cool shit, uh, and celebrate their feel empowered, <laughs> celebrating their fem- femininity, 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 Uh, but every dude in this movie was an asshole, like every single guy. There was not one good guy in this whole movie, even the old Chinese guy who like sold her out, even he was kind of an asshole, and that pissed me off. And Ewan McGregor's character like amplified it and there's like a couple of scenes where he really amplifies it and i'm like jesus i get it men are bad but geez come on you can get one guy one decent human in, in gotham besides the hyena <laughs> well i think uh ewan mcgregor's performance was terrible and uh i think it's also sh- it's like just watching him in the movie just shows you the problems with the movie sometimes he's supposed to be wacky funny and he's like ew and like <laughs> you know prancing around the set um, and then, then the next scene, he's cutting people's faces off. <laughs> like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> and you're right, Mark, when he becomes black mask, like who gives a shit? Like it has zero impact at all. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't oh, know. He put a mask on <laughs> who cares. Like, I couldn't buy him as a criminal overlord. You know what I mean? That was running this operation that the Joker didn't immediately just take over. He, I thought he did a good job. I kind of liked the character. I thought he did. I thought Ewan McGregor did a good job, and I like most of the character. But I just couldn't buy him as like the big, the guy that was holding out in this part of Gotham City. Yeah, I, I don't know. So yeah, any uh, final thoughts, Aubrey, on Birds of Prey? No. Or how mad are you that we made you see this? <laughs> I'm moderately annoyed. <laughs> oh no. <Yes. laughs> how about you, Mark Ellis? Yeah, I would say. Black Canary Huntress and Harley Quinn are definitely worth. If you want to watch it, watch it for the and the soundtrack. Uh, everything else, 
Um, and Ewan McGregor and uh, actually Victor Zaz. I thought he was actually pretty cool too. Um, their performances I thought were pretty good. Everything else is like eh. So uh, yeah, just, uh, just wait for it to, to stream. Well, I will say uh, I thought this movie sucked, and I don't think you should watch it if it's streaming. Just go look up some pictures of Margot Robbie on on the internet and get the same effect. And she won't be wearing mom jeans cut off into shorts. Birds of prey. Let's get a score out of five. Aubrey. Um, point five. Whoa. God, it's wow. only February. Come on. <laughs> Worst movie of the year so far? So far. <laughs> the year is young, Aubrey. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Ellis, how about you? Uh, I'm giving it a 2.5 out of five. I oh, love wow. all of the characters. I like the, the most of the performances. I just don't think it works as a quote-unquote movie. So it's a DCEU movie now, because yeah. much like Aquaman, you like the actors and you like the characters they're playing, but unfortunately there has to be a movie. Oh, God, I'm sensing a pattern here. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will give this a one and a half out of five. It's just not good. <laughs> it, but it's not face-meltingly terrible, so it's not like Hellboy or Charlie's Angels or... Um, glass from last year mm. i think actually the only thing that saves it from not being charlie's angels is the action scenes are really well done so mm. if it wasn't for that this would be right down there with those shitty movies but yeah the, i would say stars the the big fight scene at the end in a big carnival is probably the highlight of the entire movie mm-hmm. except once you notice that um margot robbie is not very good at roller skating oh i didn't notice that at all yeah, they oh. they try their best to hide it with editing, but most of the time in the background, she looks like she's going to fall over. So. Well, you know, she can't be perfect at everything. She's pretty close. So. <laughs> pretty close. <laughs> but yes, that is our review of Birds of Prey, colon, and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn, um, which the movie should have just been called One Harley Quinn, also sometimes featuring Birds <laughs> of Prey, but... Hopefully, uh, maybe you guys enjoyed it a lot more than us. Let's get some recommendations and wrap this up before we tap this up. Aubrey, definitely not Birds of Prey, but what do you have for the listeners? Um, I just started reading this book called The Philosopher's Flight by Tom Miller. And it's actually pretty good. It's about this guy. So, it's these women are... I don't know what they're called. They're cigarists. Uh, cigarists philosophers um and pretty much they help do search and rescue for um this whole for the whole country and and everything like that and it's it's like a mixture of magic and science but it's also got a lot of history involved and normally i don't really like history but i like science and magic so (laughs) it works out but this um guy is the son of a really famous philosopher and he ends up becoming one of the first men to become a philosopher. It's mostly a female run um, thing. It's kind of like a flipping of powers. Like women are more powerful than men in this story, mm-hmm. which again, what normally I'm not, <laughs> normally I'm not a, like that's not what I navigate to, but this book is really good. Cool. And what was the name of it? One more time. The Philosopher's Flight. Nice. Awesome. What about you, Mark Ellis? What have you got for us this week? 
Uh, yeah, so hot on the heels of uh, Bong Joon-ho's uh, incredible historic win at the Oscars uh, with Parasite winning not only Best International Film, but Best Film. Uh, he has a couple of... He, all of his movies are really weird, and I love like some of his older stuff. There's a couple of movies that are streaming on Netflix now that you can check out if you want to get a little bit more insight to this filmmaker. Snowpiercer, which we've talked about before on the show, is on Netflix. And uh, also a Netflix original called... Akja, O-K-J-A, uh, is also on Netflix. Uh, my personal favorite is The Host. Uh, that one is not streaming anywhere, but if you do get a chance to check it out, definitely check that out. The Host is one of my favorite movies, uh, definitely in like the top 20 movies of all time. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, if you just want to stream something on Netflix, check out Snowpiercer or check out Akja. Awesome. Uh, I've seen all those movies and they are all awesome. And uh, I also second the uh, love for the host. That's great. I actually saw that in the movie theater. So that's great. All right. Well, I will suggest that everyone goes to SoWizardPodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week and links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes. Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, just about anywhere under the sun you listen to podcasts, we will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search So Wizard Podcast. There's weekly exclusive free content there. Videos with Adam playing video games, uh, trailer reactions, Star Wars talk. It's all there on our YouTube channel. Check it out. Don't forget, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash so was your podcast. Get exclusive episodes of the show. The fun starts at $1 a month. This month, we've got our exclusive review of 1917 and more on Patreon. Uh, I will suggest that everybody check out a show on HBO. This is a documentary series called McMillions, and it is fucking awesome. <laughs> and it is the story of um, the Monopoly game they used to have at McDonald's back in the day. And these people that set up a giant like conspiracy that rigged the game. Nice. And, the, and it's about the FBI agents who stumbled onto this and are slowly unraveling the uh, whole web of how these people <laughs> completely rigged the Monopoly game at McDonald's nationwide. And it is riveting. <laughs> I wish I, it's so far only two episodes out. It's out on every, every week. Um, I could sit there and watch it for like 12 hours in a row. I'll be honest with you. It's, it's just engrossing. So, uh, McMillions on HBO, check that out. But that my friends is going to do it for episode number 288 of the so wizard podcast and the fantabulous emancipation <laughs> of one Aubrey Litchfield. <laughs> I wish I've been your host, Joe DiCarlo <laughs> behalf of my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield emancipation proclamation. What? <laughs> the expert, Mr. Marquis Margellis Reagan. All right, Pudding. Y'all have a good week. Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week. We got to go fast because it's time for Sonic the Hedgehog. See you then. Good journey.